What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, they're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Before NBA 2K existed, it, it was NBA Live. And NBA Live, the video games, used to always have the sweetest soundtracks. I, in part, learned about funk music through some of the early NBA Live soundtracks of my youth. And that song just reminded me of it. We were going to have a whole NBA Live-themed soundtrack today on Nuana's Now. But then Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats announced that they were coming here for two days this summer, August 18th and August 19th. So I decided to pivot and uh, do half Night Sweats, hour one, and then all uh, NBA Live Funkadelic. We got some Parliament coming up. We got some Naughty by Nature coming up. So there you go. That's your theme. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here uh, on ESPN Radio. Or maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We talked about Darian White transferring to Nebraska, former Montana State All-Big Sky point guard. We heard from Yelena Miller, our vertical raise, and ESPN MT Class A Girls Basketball Player of the Year out of Haver High School. We also had Josh Jones in studio. He's from the City Life Center and one of the main organizers for the Garden City Shootout, which is one of the premier and uh, standby staple three-on-three tournaments here uh, in the city of Missoula. And then we also had our Treasure State Stars, some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. Our Nuanas Now podcast is presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com. It's also presented... Proudly by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. And the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day when you're on the Montana State campus. Appreciate those fine sponsors for presenting the Nuanas Now podcast. Please go subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Nuanas Now podcast available on all of your podcast hosting platforms. Exciting news about the ESPN MT app. That's your go-to spot for this show, live and archived. Your go-to spot for Grizz Hockey and Grizz Lacrosse, live or archived. The Grizz Lacrosse team is headed to the PNCLL Conference Championships 
out there in Beaverton, uh, right outside Portland, Oregon. I guess it's in Lake Oswego, technically, where they're they're playing this thing. But but uh, you know, next to the city of roses. But we'll be carrying not only Grizzly Cross, but we'll be carrying that whole tournament. So we'll be able to stream all the action. You can find it on the ESPN MT app, and you can find it on the PNCLL website. And uh, so that'll be very cool. Uh, very excited for that. Uh, just continuing to expand the exposure and uh, expand our tr- streaming capabilities. So uh, that's a good deal for us, and uh, we'll let you know more details as that comes down the pipe. It seems like we've spent a good amount of time on this show talking about all of the departures from the Big Sky Conference and teams in the Big Sky Conference and men's and women's basketball that are here in the state of Montana. But we do have now a couple additions. The Grizz basketball teams added a couple transfers recently, including Tejon Sawyer, who is a City College of San Francisco transfer. That's a junior college there uh, in San Fran. He spent two years at Cal Baptist, originally from Richmond, California, which is in the Sacramento area. He's a six foot eight, uh, 250-plus-pound forward, but he can shoot it a little bit as well. He averaged 15.5 points per game, almost seven rebounds per game last year in his J.C., uh, but he's the second commitment uh, to the Grizz men's basketball team. The Lady Grizz had a couple commitments here uh, in the last day or so as well. Amy Greenslade, who is a six foot four center from Sydney, Australia, who played uh, the last couple years at Arizona State, has declared her transfer to the University of Montana women's basketball program, as has MJ Bruno, who's a six foot guard who prepped at Central Valley High School uh, in Spokane, Washington, who played last year at the University of Portland. So several new additions uh, to Grizz and Lady Grizz hoops. Our Andrew Houghton caught up uh, with Trajan Sawyer. Maybe we'll, what do you think, just roll this and then we'll analyze it afterwards? All right, here's Trajan Sawyer from earlier today. Basketball season might be over, but recruiting, as we've learned recently, never stops. And we're here with the newest Grizz basketball commitment. It's Tejon Sawyer from the City College of San Francisco. That was after he spent a couple of years at Cal Baptist. Announced his commitment to the Grizz on Twitter earlier. Tejon, man, first of all, thanks for joining us. Yeah, for sure. Excited. Yeah, let's just start with this. How are you feeling now that you, uh, you've made the commitment, you know where you're going? What was the feeling like when you made the commitment to Montana? Um, I was really excited, you know, I made my commitment, um, during my visit. So, cause I did that because I felt like, you know, I went with my gut and felt like, you know, the whole city of Missoula and just the whole basketball pro- program was, you know, the right fit for me. And overall I was ex- very happy. Tejon's a guy listed at 6'8", 255 pounds, big guy. He can step out and shoot the three really skilled for a guy who's 6'8". Tejon, walk me through just what the process of recruiting this time was like. What did you like about Montana? You mentioned you liked Missoula, but how did you get in contact with the Grizz in the first place, and, and what was that whole process like? Well, you know, the Montana recruited me back when I was in high school, you know, so I always knew about the coaches, and, you know, most of the coaching staff is already from NorCal, so just being a NorCal guy, you know, we have the same, you know, like backgrounds, you know, we know the same culture. And I also know, you know, a bunch of guys that, you know, went um, to Montana as well, like, you know, Robbie Beasley, Saeed Pridget, like those guys, you know, you know, I, I grew up around most of them, you know, so already they told me about the whole thing at Montana. They loved it, you know, loved the people, 
love the town and the support. And when I got down there on my visit, I seen it myself. So, and I felt like it was, you know, home away from home. No doubt. Yeah, you're from the Bay Area. Grizz have gotten a lot of guys out of there. Walk yep. me through what it was like uh, for you coming out of high school. You went to Cal Baptist for a couple years. Last year you were at uh, CCSF. So just walk me through your career to this point. Well, you know, I, um, I was a you know true freshman out of high school, uh, played at CBU. You know, that was really my only, you know, Division One offer. So um, I was up there for two years. Mainly, you know, focusing on my development. You know, I came in the program around, like, 285. So I was pretty big, you know, for freshmen, like, to never really lifting weights or anything. You know, dropped all the way down, you know, to around, like, 255, you know, losing weight, plus putting on muscle. So, but, you know, my time at CBU, I didn't, wasn't there my all four years because, you know, I just, you know, this felt like I was, I didn't. I wasn't used how I really wanted to be, you know. So I just wanted to have a reset, you know. And then um, after that, I decided to go back to um, San Francisco City College, you know, play back in my hometown, you know, in front of family, and also play with my little brother. Um, he's only a year younger. He was a freshman. So I was able to, you know, play with my little brother, you know, teach him some things, um, I was able to learn at the Division One level and stuff. And then I basically just took on that leadership role on my team, you know, at JUCO and then just um, brought my experiences down. And I had a pretty good year, you know, at junior college and was able to, you know, come back to the, the Division One level. And I'm very excited to um, be able to, you know, showcase what I can really do. And I feel like, you know, I could really help um, Montana, you know, win because that's all what I'm really about is just, you know, winning. That must have been really special for you, not only, you know, playing in your hometown, but playing with your younger brother that year. Yeah, um, for sure. Was that something that you would always, you know, wanted to do? Did you play with them a ton in high school? Yeah, well, we played with, together, you know, for really for like a year. Um, at He went to my high school, but he he transferred in like, you know, a little bit late, but we was able to play um, my senior and his junior year together. And, you know, why not do it again? You know, we won a lot together anyway. So, you know, and it was great, you know, playing against in, um, in front of, like, the home crowd um, where I'm from. So that was very, you know, I was happy about that. Definitely. Tejon Sawyer, who just committed to the Grizz earlier, joining us here for a quick recruiting update on Nuanez now. 6'8", out of the City College of San Francisco after spending a couple years at Cal Baptist. You averaged like 15-7 and seven last year at CCSF. I think that gives us a pretty good picture of what kind of player you are, but but how would you describe your game? I mean, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are you hoping to bring here to Montana? Um, I would say uh, my strengths of the game, I'm pretty versatile. You know, I like to do everything, every aspect on the court, you know, rebound, shoot. Um, just literally everything, that's how I picture myself, you know. I want to be a, like a guy to count on, like whatever coach needs me to do, you know, he can depend on me. So that's what I'm really, my main focus on bringing in, you know, I really just win. And that's the that's the main goal, you know, win a conference tournament, get to the NCAA, you know, tournament. And, you know, that's how I want my career to play out. What were your impressions of 
Coach DeCure and, and the staff and the program. Coach Travis was, was there when he was probably recruiting you out of high school a little bit. But what were you just, just your impressions of the staff and the program? It was just that it was a family feel, you know. They took me in, you know. They made me feel comfortable at home. And just, and I trust them, you know, because from, they have, you know, great reviews from different types of players, you know, and from different times. So, and also just coming from the same area, you know, we all know the same, like, you know, we've been through the same type of basketball. We've all, you know, we have the same type of experience. So I felt like it was the perfect fit, really, like, and the perfect, you know, coaching staff to be with especially for my situation. Did you play with guys like, like Saeed and like Robbie Beasley back in San Francisco, play with or against all guys like that? Yeah, I played with Robbie in high school. You know, Saeed, um, you know, he's older than me, but, you know, we played together in, like, the San Francisco program and stuff, you know, and I know, like, who else? Timmy Falls that went there. Definitely. Uh, played in, uh, yeah, he was down there at Dublin. He played. Like, there's a lot of – and then there's also some – some guys that actually went to my high school too, like um, Jermaine Edmonds, uh, Mario Dunn, like people like that. So I really know a lot of people that was out Montana, and it's nothing but great reviews, you know. So, and I once I seen it for myself, I knew. Very cool. The latest export from the Bay Area to Grizz Hoops, Tejon Sawyer, who just announced his commitment to the Grizz. Power forward 6'8", can shoot it from the outside. He'll be coming in in the fall looking to replace some of the lost production. For Montana, Tejan, before I let you go, just uh, anything else that you would want the people up here to know about you and, and what you're going to bring to the program, maybe what you're like off the court, but just anything else that you wanted to mention? Well, yeah, I'm I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty chill guy, you know. You know, I love talking to people, but, you know, I'm not really, you know, very outgoing, but... <laughs> I'm just excited, you know. I'm I'm really ready to bring championships, you know, to the program. You know, that's really my main goal. You know, that's what I love to do. So I'm just, you know, I'm ready. Just I just want to tell the fans, you know, to be ready to come see us win. Well, that'll fit really well in Missoula. Chill guy who likes to win. Tejon Sawyer, yes, the latest commit to the Grizz basketball program, joining us here for a quick recruiting update on Nuanez now. Tejon, man, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for taking the time. I yeah, love talking sure. with you, man. We're excited to see you up here in Missoula. You'll be up here in the fall? I'll be there June 1st for the summer. Well, that's awesome, man. We're excited sure. to have you here. Thanks again for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, what, what do we think of this, Andrew? I mean, I guess it's hard to evaluate, but, uh, you know, on paper... A guy was who, who was productive at the junior college level. I haven't seen a ton of JUCO guys come and play for the Grizz and the Cats lately. But the ones who have have been, you know, adequate to, to good. Uh, do you have any gauge on this or how, sort of how he's going to fit in with the Grizz? Well, yeah, Coulter, a guy who not only was is a JUCO guy, but he has a D1 pedigree because he was at Cal Baptist for a couple years before yep. he went JUCO. Uh, so, you know, a guy that, as he said, the Grizz staff are familiar with coming out of high school because of where he went to high school, and sure. they recruited him a little bit as he was coming out. So I think that helps. And 
you know, watching his tape, he's he's a guy who moves fluidly for how big he is, and he's a guy who's got a lot of skill for how big he is, and that sort of jumps out. He is, you know, 6'8", 255. This is a team that's losing a lot of rebounding, honestly, and a lot of interior toughness with Josh Bannon going. So I think that's what you look at a guy first when you just see his measurements. But for a guy who is that big and, and who looks tough, he, he's pretty athletic. You know, he can get up off the floor. He can shoot the ball from the outside. Uh, he, he moves fluidly. So, uh, you know, just with the barest little bit of information that we have right now, looks like the Grizz are making bringing in a couple good reinforcements. Here's the thing I, I always say, and I'll just reinforce it now. Everyone's highlight tape is good. Everyone's. If you don't have a good highlight tape, <laughs> you're you're just not even close to a good athlete because, like, even not really good athletes have great highlight tape. So you could cut up a good highlight tape for sure. It's also very hard to extrapolate basketball. Being able to make shots at certain levels of basketball doesn't necessarily translate to being able to make shots at the top level of Division One basketball. But just in terms of the very small sample size of what we know about this young man, if he is a big body that can rebound but also step out and shoot it a little bit, I think that's a good fit because I do think that uh, they're going to really, the Grizz are really going to rely on Laulu OK next year. I think that the Grizz were, were so invested in Mac Anderson and, and sort of the unique things that he brought to the table. Uh, he certainly was limited in certain ways, but Mac Anderson was also one of the most physically fit and fastest posts in the league, so he can get up and down the court and sort of ignite that secondary fast break that Travis DeCure wants to run. The Grizz somehow, for some reason, refused to run a primary fast break. That's a different story for a different day. But they do like running sort of the extended fast break, the old-school Roy Williams style, where, where it's not necessarily, you know, a lob for a dunk, but you are kind of getting into your offense pretty quickly, getting the ball to both sides, and then, and then initiating your offense. But when Mac Anderson got hurt last year, then the Grizz sort of had to pivot, and they threw Alaluoke in there, and he's super raw, and he he had a hard time at first. But then he turned the corner, became sort of this garbage man, junkyard dog that they hadn't had in a while, and it's what they thought they had when they recruited him. And uh, I know that it was sort of up in the air if he had another year left or not. I, I, he didn't celebrate his senior night last year, so I'm assuming that he's back. And they talked about him sort of through the lens that he would be back. But if you're going to roll with a guy like that who uh, isn't going to shoot the ball from anywhere outside five feet from the basket but does give you great stuff like rebounding on both ends and rim protection, then having a guy that can stretch the floor a little bit uh, could be advantageous. And then you pair that with a guy like Deshaun Thomas. If you play all three of those guys at the same time, at the very least, you got a pretty formidable front court because you got 6'9", Deshaun Thomas, 6'8", uh, in Lalu Oke, and 6'8 in Trajan Sawyer. Uh, that, that would be a, a very big front court for the Big CI Conference. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, to me, it's just going to be all about the, sort of the, the realotting of roles because Josh Bannon was so pivotal in a variety of different ways for the Grizz. Without him there, how do they replace that? Do they need to replace that? Do they just play a different style? How do these guys mesh with guys like Anand Moody and Brandon Whitney? I, I think there's a lot to be determined uh, here for the Grizz basketball team moving forward. But uh, more incoming than outgoing for the Grizz, and uh, very few teams in the league can say that. Is is OK back next year? He's listed as a redshirt junior, actually, on oh, the okay. roster from this year. So I think okay. he had another year 
originally and everything. You know, it's I hadn't so heard anything up. about him leaving. I, I just I knew he because he was instantly eligible when he transferred yep. from his D two school because he had graduated. He also had the waiver part of the COVID, so I didn't know if he was a grad transfer, but I think he was a grad transfer with two years remaining. And so if he's listed a redshirt junior, I think that means he's a fifth year guy now coming in uh, to his final season at Montana. So I mean that's good. I, I thought I thought he actually. The Grizz program, uh, for better or worse, is not necessarily a developmental one. A lot of times, the guys that they bring in are uh, are are uh, very rarely the guys like make huge jumps. I thought he was one of the few guys we've seen during the Travis DeCure era that made a huge jump in the midst of a season. Yeah, I'm not sure for him so much it was developing and improving parts of his game as much as it just was confidence and getting just attuned to the, for the sure. speed of it, right? Because if, if, if you see him, he is such a physically impressive yeah. person. And so then you think of that in D2. I don't think he had to have any refined skills. He could just go get 13 rebounds a game because he's just bigger and stronger than everybody else. No doubt. And even at the end of the season, you know, his offensive game wasn't this incredibly polished. Not thing, at all. But, but he was... He was much more willing at the end of the season to throw his body around on the boards, right? And, sure. and that's what they needed out of him. I mean, all they needed for him on offense is just for him to be able to secure position and catch the ball and then pass the ball back out, right? Right, just, or or get tips, offensive rebounds, stuff right. like that. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It, you're not isolating him and running plays through him. You just need him to be able to catch it, get it back out, and then crash the boards and, you know, kind of be that, that junkyard dog for you. Snow is now ESPN Radio. We're talking some NBA a little later on, but we got to get to some track and field as well. Our coach's corner with new Missoula Sentinel track and field coach Dylan Reynolds next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. Yeah, I mean, the sooner you call us, the better. You know, we're available 24-7, consultations are free, and when you've been in that accident, insurance companies are going to be jumping all over you to talk. So give us a call first and get yourself an attorney. 406-640-4444 or online, montanaadvocates.com. Free consultations, the Montana Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. ESPN Radio Missoula. Sugar Hill Gang and Grandmaster Flash, Cool Mo D, Run DMC, Public Enemy, they all get so much credit for being the, the uh, sort of founding fathers of hip-hop, and they totally deserve it. But I would say the godfather of hip-hop, actually, is a guy who never actually rapped. It's George Clinton, Parliament. Those guys made so many sweet beats that then so many of the hip-hop people used as samples to start the origination of rap music. We'll come back to that when our good buddy Rajim Seabrook is back in the saddle riding shotgun with me. Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Well, we love new guests around here, and uh, we also love track and field. Hopefully it gets warm enough for us to actually uh, want to go outside and enjoy track meets. But our track and field coverage continues here on Nuanas Now. It's time now for our Coach's Corner, presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law, where we profile coaches from across the state of Montana. We have a new coach here in Missoula, Dylan Reynolds. He's taken over as the Sentinel track coach. What's up, man? Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, happy to be here, man. Uh, first, first of all, just take us through this. You've been helping out at, at Central for a while, coaching football, coaching track. Well, big shoes to fill, taking over for uh, our good buddy Craig Mettler. But just tell us about how this kind of all played out. Coach Met retires after last, I guess retires, quote-unquote. He's yeah. not even 40, but steps away from Sentinel track last year because of his administration stuff that he's got going on over there at Sentinel. So how did this all come about? Yeah, I mean, I've been... 
I've been at Sentinel for track and field. This is my 11th season. I got over there. I, st- I went to the University of Montana for track and field, and I started there. I started coaching at Sentinel my freshman year because my head coach, Matt Larson, at the time, at Florence my senior year, got the head job at Sentinel his sure. freshman year. So. Yep or my freshman year, so he brought me over to help there, and I've coached ever since. So, But, yeah, just been a part of the program for there. Then I got teaching job last year, started football there last year. Then, yeah, just been a big part of the program, been in sprints, been in hurdles, a little bit of everything um, over the past um, few years. And then with uh, Mettler taking the administration job, it just, yeah, just sliding in. It's less about the pressure and more about, like, it's already there. The foundations are sure. there. Like, it's it's easy. More than anything, it's like everything's already built and it's just just stepping into those shoes. For sure. So were you a sprinter when you were an athlete? Uh, yeah, sprints and hurdles uh, and long jump, um, but mostly hurdles in college. Hey, you're from the Bitterroot, right? Yep. Went, went to Florence? Yep. Uh, sprints and hurdles, relays at Florence, and then, yeah, kind of carried that on at the U. It is a, a great program to sort of inherit because Sentinels had you know, as much success as anybody in the state of Montana over the last handful of years. How would you describe sort of the foundation of the program and how much of, a, of an advantage is that for a first-time head coach? Yeah, um, and it's kind of been built, like I said, all the way from when Larson started and he's big track and field guy, so did a really good job. This is like Matt Larson, Helena Capital, Matt Larson. Are we yeah, Matt here? Larson, Helena Capital. So he's about my same age. I remember watching him run the hurdles back in the day when we were in high school. I think he still has a state record in the 110 he hurdles, does. I believe, right? Uh, in double A, I think. In double A, okay. guy from Huntley got him. All right. But, oh, uh, the, the board chart kid. Yep, That's exactly. at Colorado. He still yeah. Double A record, absolutely. But yeah, he um, talking about the most passionate guy for, for track sure. and field that yeah. is. So he really started up the program, and then um, from there on, Metler and Dane did a good job of just involving all of sports between A for K in the summer, and that it's just track and field's just become a big deal at Sentinel because we we have so many kids that come out. Like we have 171 kids come out this year, and so that's like that's kind of part of that program is that we get you know. Our goal is to get all the most athletic kids at Sentinel to come out for track, even if it's what events they want to do. You know, we're not saying you got to run the four by four, run these right, 400. Right. So we get the, you know, hot athletes to come out and then we just make sure they're healthy by the end of the year. And that's kind of the foundation and goals of what we do. Dylan Reynolds joined us in studio. Missoula Sentinel head track and field coach. Track and field is underway, even though it won't stop snowing here in Montana. There's... Track's always been a popular sport in Montana. There's always been great track athletes to come out, but it feels like track has gotten a lot more popular over the last five to ten years. And it seems like what exactly your guys' strategy, a lot of the greatest, the best athletes at the school are giving track a try. Why do you think that is? I think it's uh, just as sports develop and yeah. um, people understand. I mean, coaches coaches want those athletes. I mean, I would say some of our best athletes, track and field, is their second or third sport. But between sprints and jumps, all of those things help you in those other sports. For sure. Like our best football players, there are hurdlers, there are long jumpers, sprinters. Then you see it the next year on the football field. And they, again, we're promising them, hey, we're going to get you faster. You're going to jump higher, farther, and we're not going to kill you in the 400. So they're... 
you know, you get them out. And then that's where it's like track and field's gotten bigger because of yeah. understanding that track and field helps in all those other sports. It's like Coach Beller used to always say, come be an athlete, right? Do you think you're an athlete? Come show me. Are you actually an athlete? you got to <laughs> be able to do it on track and field. That's what I love. I was never a track guy because I was always a baseball guy. But I just love the purity of the sport, right? Because it is the best pure measurement of athleticism. Absolutely. Your time is your time, and that's your time. And you're racing against yourself every single day, throwing against yourself. I, I just love that element of the sport. What are your favorite parts about track and field? Uh, I think it's that same thing. Like when I was in high school, I didn't do track till my junior year, but Larson was that same guy, football coach, saying, hey, you got to come out for track. Like you could do this. It'll help you be a better football player. Sure. And it's more of like that it's an individual yet team effort, but it's it's out there. You're You're chasing just your individual best each day and each competition, but it's just that like single opportunity might be one rep or 10 seconds or... 40 seconds or whatever it is, but it's just that that end of it, that time of not pressure, but just that opportunity. Is there any any philosophies you have or anything that you you made maybe wanted to implement early on here that is sort of making the program your own? Um, not necessarily. I mean, Mettler and I've kind of like we've worked on that the past few years. For our, sure, our biggest thing and. I've always said and always to go by is we have those athletes. It's like Montana. We talk about the weather. Like we have the athletes. I just want you to be healthy sure. at May. Like right. if you are undertrained, but you get to May and you can go 100. Yes. percent Like we have a good chance because track and field. If you go 90, percent you might get dead last. Sure. If you're 90 percent in any event, might be dead last. So it's like you're not there to be trained and like you know a little banged up, but like feel confident. It's less about like I just want you healthy and feel good and even if you're a little under trade feel good and then you usually do pretty well it's an interesting challenge too right especially when you are training early season in the cold because just yes. the little the little nicks and bumps and bruises and hamstrings can can hurt you for sure Absolutely. so i mean how do you mitigate that part or can you can you just i mean is it just sort of part of the patience of being a track coach in montana it is it is and this this part of the year it, it is like we have a lot of our athletes are you know a little banged up here hamstring quad calf any of those types of things and it is that conversation it's like you don't have to do everything now it's it's our it's already only a two and a half month season we're not going to get that much done we'll work on it we'll get better each meet but what you're doing in april when it's 45 degrees out at a meet and it feels like 30 because of the wind you're more likely to hurt yourself and get worse than you are to get better so it's like having those conversations with kids and a kid's never going to be mad when you say hey let's take a day off you know sure. and so that's what this kind of this time of year is like we're in butte for the big double a meet on friday and it might be 35 degrees in view, so we're going <laughs> right. to have a lot of those conversations. Man, I tell you, this, like the Swede Dahlberg and some of these early season meets are just amazing to watch, and I think that's why you see Montana kids a lot of times get elevated opportunities too, though, because I think the college coaches realize, hey, if these kids can run good times, you know, essentially in the middle of winter in Montana, you bring them somewhere where the weather is nice, I think that's why you see a lot of athletes that just really explode when they get to the college level coming out of Montana. No, absolutely. I mean, we, a uh, few... Uh, athlete we had a few years ago, Ashley McElmer. For sure, killed in Nebraska. Nebraska yep. Perfect example. She yep. was like just at 40 feet and like just at 19 feet. Yep. Like, But she did track two months out of the year. Right. She did basketball. She did soccer. soccer. Yep. And then the coaches were like, they knew that. So she gets in Nebraska. Now she's over 20 feet, 43 feet. For she's sure. like top three in the 
Big Ten. Like it Place them in the Big exactly. Ten over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, it's been really fun to follow her. And uh, yeah. we will reignite our uh, senior spotlight coming up, which Ashley Malcolm was part of the initial push for that a couple years ago. And cool. uh be fun to uh, catch up with some of the best senior athletes from around the state of Montana. Sure to have plenty of track people as well. It's our Coach's Corner presented by Dave Maldonado. Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Dave and his firm can help you. Dylan Reynolds in studio with us here. Uh, on Nuana is now Missoula Sentinel new track and field coach. Uh, highlight a couple of the early season athletes for us. Who's, who's been doing well? I know uh, the Lepke kid has, has been running pretty well, and uh, we've seen his name on our Treasure State's best, so we do some of the best times so far. Uh, what else? What else has stood out to you early on this season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lemke is good. It's early season for him. That's Couple. the fun part, too, is like you watch the 100-meter times. The first week of the best 100 meters, everybody's on 11.5. Second yeah. week, everybody's running 11 or uh, under 11. It's, it's amazing how much progress people yeah. make in a Absolutely. week or two. I know. No, and yeah, those, especially the, the sprints are early. For sure. Um, for us, I mean, we have... Our girls' side is actually, like, really blown up. We have Ava Kellenberg, Emily McElmurray, obviously those two very good long jump, triple jump uh, studs. We actually have a stud freshman girl. Brianna Smith came, never ran the 400 in her life. Just her dad said, hey, let's run it. And she ran a 59, pre-qualified by two seconds. Then our... uh, assistant coach um, Chris Jones was like hey you should try the 8 and her dad's like yeah you should try the 8 so then she goes and tries the 8 for the first time ever runs 217 Holy cow. leading the state by 5 seconds at That's that amazing. time and she's yeah she's just I mean so it's a natural it's, yeah exactly so that that is one that kind of like um, stands out there, but our our board sprints program is pretty good. Between Lemke bites, uh, we got Adam Jones to come out oh, for nice. football. So yeah, we have uh, just just all around in that short sprints area. Pretty exciting. Well, very cool. Uh, meets pretty much every weekend between now and state. It's crazy to think even as we watch the rain slash snow fall outside here while we record. Uh, state is not that far away. I mean, it's probably only six weeks away. So what are the goals for for Sentinel between now and then? Yeah, I. I think the next two or three weeks is about uh, staying healthy and yeah. recovering. Uh, we had nice weather, but still people are banged up. And then we're going into a week and a half of a lot of meets, some cold weather, big meets this weekend, top 10 next week, then a couple home meets before we hit divisionals in state. But it's it's you can tell the kids are starting to understand their events, where they're going, what their goals are, where they're coming. And now it's like, all right. We got to stay healthy. We got to understand the season where it's coming along, and we have a lot of meets here. You don't have to do everything every meet, but it's just trying to just understand where you're at and stay healthy for the next four to five weeks. Well, very fun. We will be following along, and uh, best of luck to you. But I'm sure, uh, as you mentioned, the foundation is strong, so a lot of success coming uh, your way at Missoula. So I know Dylan Reynolds in studio with us here on Nuanas. Now, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks again. Appreciate it. Always fun making new friends, having new guests, and uh, best of luck to Dylan Reynolds in Missoula Sentinel Track and all the track and field athletes out there uh, across the state of Montana. We'll have our latest edition of our Treasure State's Best, the best track and field marks from the high school ranks. That's coming up tomorrow, uh, so looking forward to that. On the note of the NBA playoffs, I'm conflicted. I have very little rooting interest left in sports, but I always have been. uh, I had a fair affinity for the Golden State Warriors. Particularly Steph Curry. I just love Steph Curry. I also have a... uh, I got some money on the Warriors to beat the Kings. But after watching last night, how can you not like the Sacramento Kings? This team is like defying what we have been convinced to be true over the last 35 years of the NBA. And that is, if you have the best superstars in the playoffs, that is the single most important part to making a run. 
Can the Kings break the mold? They're doing it in a team-oriented, fun, and youthful style, and they're up 2-0 over the defending NBA champs. We'll talk NBA playoffs to take you home here on your Tuesday. Don't change that dial. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. What is now on ESPN Radio. Naughty by nature. Man, wonder what happened to them. One of the best. Go on, down ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us uh, here on your Tuesday. Missed anything in the show? All sorts of fun stuff for you. Darian White, former Montana State point guards, headed to Nebraska to play in the Big Ten. Elena Miller joined us, our Class A Girls Basketball Player of the Year out of Haver High School. We also had our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best individual performances from across uh, the state of Montana. We heard from Tejon Sawyer, a great interview with Andrew Houghton with the latest Grizz basketball recruit. We also had new Missoula Sentinel track and field coach uh, Dylan Reynolds. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. To see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business, visit goblackfoot.com. The Nuanas Now podcast also presented by the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The M Store has an Apple store within their location at the corner of Broadway and Higgins. So go check that out for Apple products and Apple servicing. The Nuanas Now podcast also presented by the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day on the Montana State campus. Go check them out uh, next time you're in Bozeman. Of course Tommy can come on. Tommy can drop in whenever. I just want to talk briefly about a couple different things. First of all, The uh, NHL playoffs begins tonight. We are the affiliates of the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken (laughs) are in the playoffs. That's good. Uh, The tough part is they're playing the defending Stanley Cup champions in the Colorado Avalanche, although uh, the Avalanche may be not the favorite you would expect of the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, It's pretty wide open. There are some pretty darn good teams in the NHL this year. The Boston Bruins are certainly uh, a favorite in the East. The um, Edmonton Oilers have been very good as well. 
But we have the Seattle Kraken pregame show starting at 7.30 tonight on ESPN. And then uh, rolling into the game, puck drops at 8 p.m. from Denver. Uh, game one of the NHL playoffs featuring the Seattle Kraken. We'll have all the Kraken action as long as they're in the playoffs here on ESPN Radio. The other thing, uh, the NBA, <laughs> I just take great pride in being one of the only talk radio shows that talks about the NBA not from the low-hanging fruit. All I heard on the national radio today and all I've heard the NBA podcasters talking about is LeBron James. That's fine. I love talking about LeBron James. And charges. What's a charge? Belly aching about charges. Giannis Antetokounmpo's hurt because of charges or lack thereof. There's a big charge call last night that went against the Kings, but they still were able to pull it out. There was another big collision that resulted in DeMonte Sabonis getting stomped on by Draymond Green. Draymond getting thrown out of the game. And, uh, Sacramento Kings taking advantage of it. I don't want to talk about any of that stuff, though. I want to talk about how fun the Kings-Warriors series is. If you are one of those people that think you like college basketball better, hey, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a preference. The basketball that's being played, especially from an offensive execution level in this Warriors-Kings series, is a a thing to behold. It's a beautiful thing to watch. It is such high-level offensive basketball. I just love this matchup. And the fact that the Warriors got their backs against the wall makes it even more intriguing. Everybody and their mom had Golden State rolling past the Kings. Vegas took tens of millions of dollars of bets, Kings in six. And now for the Kings to, uh, or excuse me, for Warriors in six. And for the Warriors to win in six, now they're going to have to win four straight because they're down 2 nothing. Uh, after last night, I know Tommy's coming on his way back in here, Andrew, but, I mean, did you watch the game last night? And if so, what did you think? Didn't watch the whole thing, but I think, you know, after two games in Sacramento, we can probably have some takes on this series. Yeah. Kings haven't even shot it well yet, Coulter. That's the thing. They were uh, yeah. 9 of 38 from three last night. That's under 25%, and yet they still put up 114 points on the Warriors. I mean, they're getting scoring from everybody. 24 from Sabonis, 24 from De'Aaron Fox, who I think De'Aaron Fox is... Really putting himself on the map in a big way this playoffs. 100%. Darren Fox just named the winner of the inaugural Jerry West Award, given to the best clutch player in the NBA. So uh, an all-star this year and an NBA award. So he is absolutely uh, a bona fide real deal player now in the National Basketball Association. Heading at least for consideration for the all-NBA team. For I sure. I would be surprised to see him on there. But, I mean, the Kings get 18 points for Malik Monk, Monk off the bench. 14 points for their defensive guy, Davion Mitchell. For sure. Off the bench. I mean, the way they, they share the ball, they don't turn it over. It's been fun to watch. And, you know, like we talked about before this series started, I think the hometown crowd has swung some things for the Sacramento Kings. No doubt. And the crowd last night at Arco was electric. It was awesome. Golden one center now, yes. Oh, sure. Okay, As not Arco. I don't think it's been Arco Arena for, for years. I, I refused. If if I learned it a long time ago, I don't care if you got a new sponsor. I'm still calling it what, what I learned it It might not even be as. the same building, actually, though. <laughs> okay, regardless, the home court at Sacramento was awesome last night. And it has that team playing with a lot of confidence. Yeah. It's, it's just, just yeah. to finish yeah. off that thought. Yeah. Um, if the Kings were to truly make a push, like if the Kings were to win the West, I think it would be a redefining moment in, in the, the story of the NBA. Because the story of the NBA has been for so long, you have to have one of the five to ten best players in the world, and that player has to be playing at an unbelievably world-class level. Every once in a while, you get duos or trios that are, are sort of the sum of their parts. But the Kings, the Kings basically have 
seven to eight pretty good players. Pretty good players. They probably have like seven guys you'd say are like in the top 150 players in the league. And they probably have like three guys you'd say are top 50 players in the league. But they don't have a single guy who you'd say is a top 20 to 25 player in the NBA. But they play together as a team. They have assembled this team to be exactly like this. They're all under 26 years old. They're all running gun type players. And uh, it would just be a redefining moment if, if uh, they were to actually make a run at this thing. Yeah, I think if they made a run to the Western Finals or even to the NBA Finals, we'd have to reevaluate our views of a couple guys. We would be saying maybe De'Aaron Fox is a top 20 player. Maybe Devontae Sabonis is a top 20 player. You're right. But you're absolutely right. The team fits together well. A lot of young guys. And just like I made the point about the Thunder when we were watching them in the play-in, they play really unselfishly, right? Yeah. Devonta Sabonis is a guy who can be holding the ball down there in the post for 10 seconds, kicking it back out, whatever. No, he keeps the ball moving, and I think they feed off that a lot. They like to run, and they've really got it rolling right now. More NBA talk coming up tomorrow, including our good buddy Austin Green, who has covered the NBA on a worldwide level. He'll be our guest on the ESPN Roundtable. But enough basketball for now. Tommy Evans in studio because we're a little bit less than seven minutes away from... The new show, one of the uh, premier products over there on the trail, 103.3, Montana's Quality Rock. Uh, It airs every Tuesday night from 6 to 7. What's cooking? First of all, how's your your novel coming along? Oh, it's great. But I'm starting to take a lot of flack. I I think what's happened is... (laughs) I have let people know that uh, I'm working with AI on this thing, and it's it's controversial, man. I didn't quite realize that. People I've been trying to tell off. you. Yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, it's fine. It's good. On Saturday night, I went to a party, and uh, we spent the formative amount of the party talking about the demise of mankind through the lens of AI. I really wish you would have <laughs> been there. Well, Coulter, my phone <laughs> rings when you call it. You're welcome to ring it up well, anytime. Yeah, I know, but we were in the midst of, uh, you know, how do you say, stimulating and stimulated discussions. So, mm. uh, you know, there was some juices flowing, both literally and figuratively. So, you know, pay attention to the people right in front of your face. What's going down on the new show tonight? Uh, not much. Just a few songs, playing some more Montana bands. Nice. And, uh, well, can you believe it? I'm starting to get songs written and co-written by AI. <laughs> I've got some really cool covers from, like, you know, like classic 70s songs as redone by modern artists or from really antiquated artists, but through this uh, mm. uh, artificially generated voice. It's incredible. Jeff started turning me on to this stuff because you got Kanye West covering Colby Calais. <laughs> You know, and, and like Shania Twain, and it sounds awesome. Well, I love it's it. It's incredible, man. It's so cool. Uh, I, if you do ever change the channel from ESPN Radio, you are allowed to go one notch up the dial, 103.3, the trail, Montana's Quality Rock. You can always find Tommy Evans on the new show uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. Are you overwhelmed yet by the amount of emails we've been getting about all the concerts here in town? So many. Every day. We were talking earlier about live music, and I was like, oh, there's this one artist uh, I was thinking about playing for my my trail track selection at three, Gary Clark Jr. I'd love to see Gary Clark Jr. And you go, dude, he's coming to Missoula. He's coming back. There's so many concerts, I'm actively forgetting who's (laughs) coming to Missoula. I'm checked out. I've been begging the folks at Logjam to give me Counting Crows for three years, and then I didn't even know they were coming, and by the time I realized they were coming, it was sold. Out. It's like, who are we talking about the other day that was announced, and you were like, I thought this person would passed away. I thought that John Popper, the lead <laughs> singer of Blues Traveler, was dead. He's not dead. He's coming here in June. Yeah, man. Uh, he's going to rock the Kettle House. We should go to that together. Uh, we should definitely go to that together. That sounds like a phenomenal time. 
Uh, go check this guy out. Six to seven on the trail. 103.3 FM Montana's Quality Rock. You can also catch him for, you know, three to ten minutes, depending on how the Tuesdays go and every Tuesday here uh, on Nuanas Now. Tomorrow, <laughs> a jam-packed Wednesday for you. We got free wings. We got Matt Logie's introductory press conference at Montana State. We got Austin Green talking all things NBA. And we have our Treasure State's best the top marks in Montana in high school track and field from the last week. We'll see you at 4 p.m. Snow is now, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app, and of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana.